0: Hi, this is Bailey, and welcome to the Divine Knowing Podcast. I hope everyone is having an amazing week. This podcast, we're going to be continuing our discussion of the voice of God that I started in the last podcast. And this time, I want to speak out of Mark 4, the parable of the sower, because I wanted to touch on how we can grow in sensitivity to the voice of the Lord and how we can see the fruit of it in our lives. Um, One of my favorite people, Michael Kulianos, he says the presence of God in our lives should be a measurable thing, meaning it should be noticeable if someone that majestic and that wonderful is truly living in us and we are cooperating with him and abiding in him. So if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Mark 4. And as I often do, I'm going to read a good chunk of scripture and then use that as the the backdrop for our discussion. So this is Mark 4, and I'm going to start with verse 2. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching, he being Jesus, he said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, some 60, some a 100 times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. When he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, and ever hearing but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. Then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then? Will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop. Luke's gospel says, and through persevering, produce a crop. Some 30, some 60, and some a 100 times what was sown. Okay, I'm going to skip down a few verses to verse 24. Consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. So there's a few key points that I want to highlight and unpack a little bit from this passage. The seed is the word of God. That can include the voice of the Holy Spirit within you. It can include the scriptures, the Bible, um, any way that he's speaking, Um, even just an awareness of his presence because Jesus is the word. So anytime that the Lord is sowing his seed into our hearts, he's giving us himself. He's giving us his voice, his presence, any of those ways that he speaks that I touched on more in depth in the last episode. There's a reason why Jesus used a farming analogy in this and why he compared his voice to a seed because his words are spirit and life and nothing he speaks returns void. So everything that God says within that word, there is power and grace for it to produce fruit in a heart that's properly postured it will bring fruit it's it's meant to the second thing is the soil that it talks about here as jesus explains is the heart condition of the hearer of the word and the condition of the soil the condition of the hearer's heart determines whether the seed sown is able to bring fruit and the fruit that we're looking for is the fruit of the spirit The nature of god the nature of jesus made manifest in ourselves love joy peace patience all of those fruit it's not something that we and ourselves can work up it it has to come through the holy spirit because it is god's nature at work in us so that is one way we'll know okay i am properly receiving the lord's presence within me his voice his words and it's it's bearing fruit in my life but really The ultimate and what all of that is unto is deeper intimacy with God. It's getting rid of all of the unnecessary things so that we're in a place of purity, that we can live with a single focus on Jesus and we're able to live in a place of unending just union and enjoyment and abiding, which I'm going to talk about in the next episode in this series more in depth. Intimacy and a love connection with God is what the Lord desires for each of us. It is the ultimate in life. That's why God, in his kindness, he highlights some of the things that keep us from having that place of connection with him, that dulls our sensitivity to his voice, that that make the word of God to no effect within us. And there's three main categories that Jesus highlights in this passage. Number one, a heart or a person that is under the influence of Satan. In that category, the word is taken away when it's sown and there's no salvation there. Um, number two is rocky soil. And that person has no root. There's no depth in God to them. So that means when trouble or persecution comes, they fall away because they they don't have a deep relationship with God. It was pretty shallow and troubles expose that. Um, To me, I think in seasons of my life where I've had more just head knowledge about God and I don't know him my experience like I don't know him as a a person that I can have a relationship with that's when I get into trouble because when testing and trouble come, an idea a theology isn't going to bring me comfort it's not going to save me but a God that can be known and wants to be known that's what gives me stability. That is the rock that's worth building your life upon. He's the comforter and there's many moments where all we need is is a person. I know that, you know, if you've ever went through a hard time, sometimes all you need is someone just to be with you. They don't have to bring answers, they don't have to fix things. There's comfort in just being with the person. And that's true with God. We we need that person that we can cling to and and he's the best person to cling to. He's the keeper. And the last category of unfruitful heart postures is those that have thorns those thorns are the worries of life the deceitfulness of wealth and the desire for other things and while I could go into those three categories more and you're welcome to go back and read through it slow I encourage you to do that actually and just ask the Lord am I falling into any of these categories or are there any aspects of my life where this is true but i feel like the underlying issue in all three of these unfruitful heart soils is having a divided heart and not having jesus on the throne of our attentions or our affections or our thoughts because when he's truly your lord All of those other things fall away so i i really want to spend the bulk of the podcast talking about what it what it looks like to yield our heart to the lord and actually focusing on the good soil in luke's gospel it says the noble and good heart and what it means to cultivate that in your own life i love the word yield because it has double meaning yield means submission You know, if I'm yielding to God, I am giving up my rights to be led by myself. I am bowing to his kingship and being led by him, like we talked about in the last podcast of being led by the good shepherd and following his voice. But yielding also means bringing forth fruit or yielding a crop. So I love that double meaning that it's actually in the place of surrender not through striving but it's actually when we yield to god that we see yields we see fruitfulness in our own life and when i'm saying these things i'm speaking to myself because it's something that i'm still growing in and i don't do it perfectly but god is kind and the invitation is always open to begin yielding and it's something we have to do every day every single day and not relying on our own strength but trusting his ability to lead us, to keep us. The first thing that I would encourage someone to do is we see in the Psalms that David prays, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. So we need to invite Holy Spirit in, search me, God, know my heart, see my thoughts. He knows them anyway, but invite him in to bring his light in so that way he can Bring solution. He can bring truth. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. That's Psalm 139. So first and foremost, we have to be willing to let the Lord in. We have to give up control. We have to give up our need to lead ourselves. We have to give up some of our pride and just know that actually I don't know the condition of my heart. It can be easy to think that we do. It can be easy to assume that I know all my motives. I know what's going on. but Sometimes things are slow build in our life and it's just little things that build up the little foxes that spoil the vine. So it's every day inviting Holy Spirit to point out anything that's not working in your life, anything that's not from him and to him. He's so faithful to show you what's hindering your intimacy with him, what's dulling your sensitivity to his voice. And anytime that he highlights something to you, being willing to quickly repent and turn away from whatever it was that he was highlighting to you, stepping back into a place of intimacy with him. And in that process, in that turning away from something and unto him, your heart will begin to soften. You'll actually begin to apprehend the new heart in a deeper way that he gave you whenever you were born again. It reminds me of Ezekiel 11, where the Lord says that after the people of Israel remove and turn from all these idols, he promises, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. They will follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. They will be my people and I will be their God. The Lord is, he is the gardener who knows what the gardens of our hearts need. Even when it's painful, even when he's tilling the soil, even when he's uprooting things, it's so worth it because his intentions are pure and he only wants what's best for us. And in fact, it says in John 15 that, We bring the Father glory when we bear fruit. When we invite him in, his peace will guard our hearts and he will bring us to a place of fruitfulness. But that comes through, like I've said 10 times, a yielded place of trusting the Lord, letting him into that secret place of our hearts and letting him show any any sin, any compromise, even any just wrong way of thinking that doesn't line up with the truth about who he is or about what he says about you. And that's all part of renewing the mind. And it takes humility of daily repentance that will help bring fruit. So real quickly, I just want to touch on the progression that Jesus highlights in a good and noble heart that produces fruit. Those people hear, accept, And through persevering, produce a crop. So in the hearing part, as it's kind of clear in this parable, not everyone who has ears can hear. To me, that speaks of intentional awareness of the Lord's voice and wanting to hear. Because whatever we value, we attract. And like he says in verse 24, we need to consider carefully what we're hearing, because there's a lot of noise going on, but if we intentionally posture our hearts that we want to hear God speak, we will because He's good and He's faithful. And whatever we treasure, that's where our heart's going to be. That's, that's what's going to determine the quality of the soil of our hearts. And I can't speak on this enough, but intimacy with God is everything. So what value for His voice, what desire to hear him looks like is time spent with him spending more time in the word spending more time in prayer in worship throughout the day just turning your attention and your affection to Jesus and saying what's on your mind today and then actually listening and then valuing what he tells you And that leads into the second part, which is accepting. As is seen in some of these unfruitful heart postures and these unfruitful soils, just because some people can hear doesn't mean that the word is going to produce fruit, doesn't mean that the voice of God in your life is going to bring transformation or um, over time we can become dulled to his voice if we don't get this acceptance part down. And to me, accepting his word means believing what he says and then putting it into practice through a lifestyle of obedience. It's really stewardship. Um, Jesus says in Luke 8 that those he considers his family are those who hear his word and actually put it into practice. It's doing what he says, even when it's difficult, even when we're afraid, even when we don't understand, that's so important because a lot of just growing and hearing God's voice generally, it takes risk, it takes faith, without faith we can't please God. I think sometimes God trusts us or will give us a little bit to see what we do with it and then over time he can trust us with more because he's a, a good steward of what he has and His presence, his voice is the most precious thing in the universe and he doesn't want to, like for example, one of the reasons that he did speak in parables was that he didn't want people who weren't ready to hear or couldn't hear to be responsible for the revelation that he was speaking. It was out of kindness because the more that you know, the more that you actually understand, the more you're responsible for and you're responsible for what you do with that. So that's why Jesus eases us into things, and he's so kind, um, but it does take actually following through with what he he asks of us, because if we continually resist the voice of God, our hearts become dull, and he won't—not that he stops speaking necessarily, but we won't be able to hear him because we're going the opposite direction, and we don't want to hear, um, which leads to— you know, the thorns and the the rocky places with no root. Because we're, we're in a love relationship with God. And when you love someone, you'll do what he says. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. So even if it does scare us, even if we are taking a risk, it's always worth facing fear. If we're faithful with the small things, he'll give us more and more. His voice will become amplified in our life. You'll get to the place where... You find it hard not to hear him. (laughs) You'll see him in everything. And that's the goal, just to live in his presence, to love people well. Um, And in loving people, you're loving him. And that leads me to the last aspect, which is through persevering, producing a crop. It's the walking with God for the long haul. Every day, letting him tend the soil of your heart. Um, Keep stepping out with however you feel the Lord leading you, and you'll know what this means for whatever your context is, whatever situation that you feel God leading you into, follow His voice in that, and it's, it's worth it. The, the multiplication of what He can do with your loaves and your fish in your life is extreme, uh, up to a hundred times more than whatever tiny seed, seemingly tiny seed that He's put in your heart The fruit is immense because our God is immense and true intimacy always bears fruit. So I hope this encouraged you to yield your heart to Holy Spirit. Let Him highlight anything that needs to be uprooted. And I hope it also inspired you with the promise of what's possible, what's available in God when we do yield to the voice of the Lord the fruit that will come from your life. Although, of course, fruit isn't the goal. Knowing God more is. But that's the the beautiful thing of life in God is that is that fruit is a reality and that when you bear fruit in your life, it's actually unto other people, knowing this Jesus that that we love. And they get to come into that same place of intimacy whenever we... Are abiding and living in him and allowing his voice to flow through us when we're that yielded vessel. So I know this was probably a lot crammed into one podcast, and there's so much more in there. My goodness, please just go read through that several times, meditate on it, um, ask the Lord to tune your ear to hear, because he will. He's so faithful. And we were, as we talked about last time, We are designed to hear his voice, and you are as well. There's no one listening that was created with a lesser capacity to hear the voice of Jesus. So I just bless you all. Lord, I ask that you would permeate each and every listener with your presence right now, that you would fill their homes, Lord. I pray, God, that you would heighten a sensitivity to your voice. God, I pray for a softening of hearts. I thank you that you are the one who gives us a new heart and all we have to do is yield. All we have to do is submit to your Lordship. I thank you, Jesus. I pray for a grace to let go. And I thank you and I praise you so much, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the fruit that's going to come from these amazing people that love you. And I thank you for all of the multitudes that are going to be touched by their life and their intimacy with the Lord. I thank you, God, for loving us so well. You're so wonderful, Jesus. I bless you all. I hope you have the best week.